0: Welcome to the Confidently Balance Your Hormones Podcast. My name is Dee Davidson, and I'm a hormone health expert, master mindset coach, and multiple wellness business entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you experience hormone balance, confidence, self-love, and live a life full of joy. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today. And now let's begin. back, beautiful souls. This is your guide and podcast host, Dee Davidson. And on our first episode, we talked about my love for hormone health and how I experienced chronic fatigue, unexplained infertility, and stubborn weight gain over my lifetime that I had no idea was linked to hormone imbalance and um you know, caused me to dive deeper into the world of hormone health. So today we're going to continue the conversation and I'm going to share some really personal information with you all. I'm going to share my personal story um, as really a reminder to to show you that looks can be deceiving. On the outside, I looked fit, I was doing my HIIT workouts, I was eating healthy and was being asked, how do you do it? How do you stay fit at almost 50? How do you look so good? And um, what was happening on the inside was a a whole other story. So we're going to dive into how I tanked my own hormones in this episode. And I hope that you find it helpful. And also for those of you who already know you've tanked your hormones or suspect it, that you understand you're not alone. And a lot of women by age 40 have done this and um, have no idea. So I think about this paradox all the time. When I'm in the gym, I look at all these young women and it reminds me of myself. I loved camp class, I did spinning classes. I would do interval runs on the treadmill and I would do a lot of that fasted as well, thinking, oh, well, if I have an empty stomach, I'm gonna burn some fat here. So when I'm at the gym, I look around and I look at all these hot fit women and men but you know women specifically um can tank their hormones and drive their health into the ground with crazy workouts fasted workouts not eating enough not resting not managing stress and they look great on the outside they look they look gorgeous however what's going on the inside is something totally different there's a good chance their hormones might be crying and saying help help me And the only time that they discover this is when they're at a state of disease or they have some really chronic symptoms such as PCOS or unexplained infertility like I did or they're chronically fatigued. We tend to just not act on things until it gets to the point where we're really, really suffering, which is a a sad place to be. So I'm here to educate you on what signs to look out for what things you can do to support your hormones, things to shift in your lifestyle so that you don't end up where I was upon testing. And the only reason that I actually checked my state of health was because I had to. During my functional health practitioner course, I had to be my own First patient. So that meant I had to run all of my foundational labs on my hormones, my immune system, my digestive system, my detoxification organs, such as my liver. Oh my gosh, my liver was really, really bad. Uh, energy production was I converting food to energy? My nervous system, how were my neurotransmitters? And when I looked all at all of that, uh, I was frightened. I was really, really frightened. I did look at it though as a blessing and an opportunity from God to turn this ship around. I looked at it as, hey, you're having the opportunity before you're in a state of disease or, you know, diagnosed with autoimmune or even something worse like cancer to have some insight through functional health labs. And that's what I love about it that even if you're not experiencing symptoms or you're feeling good health, it's it's a great investment in your health to hook yourself up per se to that diagnostic check and see where everything is headed and and what gaps might be there what healing opportunities to improve your health and be preventative about those things so again the only reason I did these tests I, I will admit I you know before becoming a functional health practitioner I was curious about the testing I reached out to my own functional health practitioner more than twice. Uh, she, my, my functional health practitioner, she helped me with my son's GI health. And I'm forever grateful for this gal, Maggie. And that's how I learned about the program and and all of that. So I was curious about it, but I thought, hey, I'm in great shape. I don't need to do these tests. And uh, so when, when I got these tests back, I was a, a little bit surprised. I had a lot of what I call hidden stressors. I talked about hidden stressors in the last episode. So if you didn't listen to that one, go back and and take a listen. And um, hidden stressors are things that we can't see. They have a cascading effect on our body. So at first we start off with maybe minor symptoms, some uh, digestive issues, constipation here and there. I know that sometimes I wouldn't go every day. uh, Floating stools. I didn't even know to look for that uh, here and there maybe i'd have a burning pain almost like an acid reflux but thought oh i just ate something that disrupted my system it wasn't every day or anything like that so sometimes we have symptoms which again are signs from above to check under the engine and or the hood and um you know we ignore them and more things pile up and pile up to the point where the body can't handle all of the stress and you really get out of balance So, you know, these stresses can range from parasites to bacterial overgrowths, not having enough good bacteria because something's taken over the the real estate of your GI. You can have compromised mucosal barrier, food sensitivities, gluten sensitivity, which is different than celiac, by the way. I find that a lot of people have gluten sensitivity and are causing their body um, a lot of inflammation uh, as well as brain fog, because again, that's brain inflammation. Uh, insulin resistance so that's a big one gluten sensitivity you could have low stomach acid for a number of reasons a lot of people have heartburn or take Tums or any of those uh, Nexium and things like that thinking that they have too much stomach acid when indeed it is not enough stomach acid so you can have all of these things that are discovered as hidden stressors when you do functional lab tests. And that's kind of where I was at. I had um, a lot of that going on and just thought, you know, this is the way I'm supposed to feel. I kind of think of it as Especially if you live in New England, you get in the ocean in the summer and it's freezing. You're like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. I can't go in past my ankles. And then you start to either you dive in completely or you start to adjust to it. And then you forget. You forget what it was like when you first got in. And so with your body, it doesn't happen over overnight. I, I show a graphic of a roller coaster and how you, you start in this great place, typically, unless you had you know, some underlying conditions at birth, and then we start to shift into a place of some of those symptoms, the headaches, digestive issues, and then we go to compensating for it with things like Tums and aspirin, etc. And we can compensate for a while, and then your body might break down, or maybe you get some help through some of these labs, or you um, change your lifestyle, etc., and you go back to a better place. But um you know, again, the the name of the game is to be in tune with your body. So the bloating, I would wake up in the morning and have a flat stomach. And by the end of the day, I would feel like I looked three months pregnant. Is anyone nodding their head? Yes, because I hear this a lot from women. And uh, yes, hormonally, that is a sign that things are off. But hormones, again, are just a signal that other dysfunction is occurring. So usually gut health, things like that, stomach acid. And so that was something that now looking back was present for me, the fatigue at night, the waking up, feeling exhausted. So I wasn't really not in that great of health, although I looked really fit on the outside. And um, you know, again, looking at my body, my body was seeking state of ease and balance. And I didn't have the tools, which is what is provided through Functional Labs, to help my body rebalance, to take some of those stresses off the plate. Think of like your stressors or your your. Uh, your body as your cell phone. And what happens when you have too many tabs open? You know, you have too many windows open, it drains the battery or it starts to function slowly. Same thing with your computer. Well, think of those stressors as all those tabs open. So if your body's going to have to try to clean up parasites and opportunistic bacteria, you don't have enough stomach acid. Uh, you're not getting enough sleep, all of those are open tabs. So what I do with people is I help people to close out some of those tabs to put the body at ease instead of dis-ease, which is essentially disease. And um, so without that being said, well, let me just back up. Don't forget I had unexplained infertility. Um, I've had PMS on steroids before and major mo- mood swings in my younger years of like 17 to Even 30s. I just thought I was just a moody cancer. That's my sign and we're known to be emotional So I blamed it on that. I am happy to say that my moods have stabilized big time Even around that time of the month Uh, so with all of that being said I'm going to dig into my own results with you and share what I uncovered in this constellation of healing opportunities and where I'm at today because that was that was a little bit ago and i'm in a much better place now that i didn't even know existed so my results revealed that i completely depleted my cortisol tank we start off with this stress hormone cortisol uh hopefully pretty full tank that responds to stress work stress relationship stress also those internal hidden stresses we talked about such as you know the opportunistic bacteria viruses and things And then as time goes on, we can't produce that cortisol anymore, and and we get to this empty tank stage, which is referred to as an exhaustive phase. Your body is just exhausted, which looking back, that's kind of how I felt. That's how I felt by 7 p.m., and that's how I felt when I woke up in the morning. I felt like, wow, I just slept. You know, I I go to bed early, 9, 10 o'clock. I have a good bedtime routine, and I'd wake up, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I am so tired. My body feels heavy. So that explains a lot. Explains why I felt that way. Um, you know, people refer to it as a adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue again. It, you know, it's a diagnosis, but the diagnosis is irrelevant. It's h- how come? How come you're so drained? And that's all those open tabs of stressors and, and lifestyle things that you might need to change. So, why was I so depleted personally? Well, <laughs> it's pretty quite clear to me. Most of my life, I've been, uh, if anyone has taken the Enneagram, a three, which is uh, an overachiever, someone who thrives on recognition. And yes, I've done a lot of internal self-growth, inner healing things with that, inner child work, very aware of that. But most of my life, I have been a person that overachieves. I, I bite off more than I can chew sometimes. I've gotten a lot better about it, however, you know, over my lifetime, that's really depleted me, apparently, and that's clear in my health results and my functional labs. In the past, I've had lack of boundaries with people, clients texting me you know, at 9 p.m., and I, I have such a heart for my clients that I felt like I needed to respond, weekends, uh, friends needing me, uh, relationships that were not healthy, that were codependent that's changed for me. Uh, you know, I was a speaker at a conference and the person interviewing me actually made a joke about that uh, because he, you know he's tried to connect with me in the past. And he said, well, one thing you can learn from Dee Davidson is setting boundaries because she's really good at that. Uh, you know, so boundaries exist in my world very much so. And I've had to accept that boundaries aren't bitchy, something that my therapist told me to keep repeating, boundaries aren't bitchy, boundaries aren't bitchy. So if that helps you, repeat that saying no. So saying no to, you know, someone wanting you to to do something that you just can't commit to. It's okay to say no or start it with thank you, a place of gratitude. Thank you for thinking of me for that. Or uh, thank you for inviting me. And then just you don't have to give a whole explanation. This is your life and your health. So do you. I ignored my body and push, pushed through workouts. I even hired, nothing against men. I'm not a man hater or anything like that. Um, but I had a, a male trainer who I would tell him I had tennis elbow and he would say, "D, come on, do you need to get a, you know elbow surgery? Do you need your arm cut off? So listening to your body and not pushing through workouts or pushing through tasks that can go another day, such as laundry, dishes, dusting, is important. I've learned to not ignore my body. Fasting and working out on an empty stomach, terrible for your hormones. If you're gonna fast, you wanna fast on the tail end of the day when you're not gonna do a lot of activities. Have your dinner early at five and cut it off but eat within an hour of waking up in the morning. I wasn't eating enough. I was doing these crazy workouts and eating maybe uh, 1,200 calories, which is what a lot of my clients come to me Uh, telling me that they're eating 11, 1200 calories. That's a child's diet. You can't be doing these workouts or weight training and running on empty this way. So I wasn't eating enough. Stress reduction techniques did not exist. I thought my monthly massage was my stress technique. I teach people how to reduce stress daily, how to let go of emotions daily. That's a stressor every day you're storing emotions it's like a thumbprint in your soul and it can be something as little as someone was rude to you at the grocery store to a fight with a family member but you got to clear the slate every day and i teach techniques on that so the list goes on and on i totally get how i tanked my hormones and got here um i also had some physical things within that i did not know Uh, we all carry things around but at some point your body might not be able to handle it because you have all the stressors that I just listed plus these internally. And um, some of those were harmful bacterial overgrowths that were driving my cortisol and taxing my body, low stomach acid, So despite me buying the most organic, free-range meats and things like that, eggs, I wasn't absorbing amino acids. Amino acids. So amino acids are really important for your brain health. So when I talk to people who have depression, anxiety, mood swings, things like that, you could be eating all the protein and not actually absorbing it. So I had low stomach acid despite all of that. Uh, I, you know, again, could be causing me to bloat and things. I wasn't breaking down protein and that just rots inside you, not to be gross, but uh, stinky gas. I was really gaseous if you will so all of these things were going on i wasn't breaking down fat which relates back to the floating stools and not um, having good bile flow and things like that my liver again super super uh congested not in good shape not something that you know would show up on an ultrasound i know a lot of people get diagnosed with fatty liver and things like this this is the actual functioning and detoxification process that we test for so you can see i had a lot of healing opportunities and the body is like a constellation of stars everything is interconnected and that's the difference between holistic medicine functional medicine functional wellness and you know going to your regular primary care doctor or even a gastrointestinal specialist or, or something like that is that we look at all of the constellation because if one thing is off I can guarantee something else is being compensated in the process and so I started to think about all of these things and in a future episode I'll talk about the fact that it wasn't easy just like for many of my clients it wasn't easy to make some of these lifestyle shifts to get out of my head that I couldn't do HIIT workouts. I didn't even do strength training workouts for months while I was healing my body and giving my body some of the energy back. Uh, I had to really sit with it. I was at a a crossroads and I thought, all right, this is an opportunity. I can either go one way or the other. And I chose to believe it was an opportunity from God to take a good hard look at my choices. Even though I was making some pretty good lifestyle choices, I was making some Choices that weren't really supporting my body that were, I just refer to it as mainstream because that's kind of what it's become. We have become so busy and ignored our body so much and running on fumes instead of a full tank. So I've been able to restore my hormone balance and raise my vital reserves, which is an amazing thing. And I had to change a lot of things. I had to change according to... My metabolic type so your metabolic type is based on your nervous system and how your nervous system operates is a couple different ways more than a couple but you could operate out of the parasympathetic which is the fight-or-flight a lot of people who are stressed out a lot people who are high achievers tend to be there or the parasympathetic is more the rest and relax people that don't let a lot of things bother them um, that you know needs to be balanced out with the foods that you eat. So one of the tests that I have all my clients do is a metabolic typing test to see where they stand with that to make sure that they know which foods, which actual fruits, vegetables, proteins, whole grains are best for supporting their nervous system and converting to energy because food at the end of the day is supposed to just be... Energy And if you're putting the wrong type of fuel in your body, you're not going to feel your best. So I had to learn my metabolic type. I had to avoid foods that I was sensitive to. I found out that I was gluten sensitive. You know, even though I suspected it for a long time, seeing it in black and white on that lab was, that was a change that I, that I had to make. I, I couldn't ignore it anymore. I couldn't be skipping breakfast or meals that were spiking my cortisol. And, um, you know, oftentimes in the past, I was having anxiety and panic attacks. That's because my blood sugar wasn't regulated due to skipping meals. And I just thought, why am I so anxious? I feel like things are good in my life. But all of that comes into to play. And uh, resting when my body needed it, resting just because, not having to Say, well, I have nothing going on, so I'm going to rest. Scheduling it in my schedule. Exercising with my cycle, so knowing that the week before my period is not a good time to do those hit workouts. Managing stress and saying no more and lastly supplements so i'm not a big fan of just pushing supplements or having my clients spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on supplements i know a lot of practitioners do that i tell my clients supplements are no different than medications they're uh sometimes can be helpful in the short term to say get rid of a bacteria that doesn't belong in your body or help to rebuild your stomach acid while you're teaching your body how to do that through some holistic practices great Uh, also they can be um, used for vital voids so our soil is so eroded and so depleted our food's not what it used to be even 15 20 years ago so there are real gaps in the nutrition that we get from our foods so sometimes when we test not guess and we find out that you're deficient in something we may want you to take that longer term Uh, but you know I had to clarify what supplements I was taking. In the past, I was taking random probiotics, probably just pooping them out. My GI, pH probably wasn't even conducive to those strains, certainly because when I looked at my GI uh, gut microbiome, I was depleted in every good strain, and I assure you I was paying for an expensive probiotic. So where were those strains going? So clarifying which supplements in correlation to your labs is important instead of just saying, well, I heard magnesium is good for sleep, or I heard that, uh, you know, omega-3 is good for my brain. And getting quality supplements, please don't buy supplements on Amazon. There was recently a a discovery that now brand N-O-W was being manufactured in China by a fake person and you don't even know what you were getting so make sure you go through a practitioner or reputable source when you buy your supplements so supplements really help me some of them i only had to take for a couple months and some of them i'll take long term for things that i'm going to need now because i've depleted my body and needs a little support and there's nothing wrong with that holistically but you know i'm not going to be taking 20 supplements every day for the rest of my life that's that's not how we heal at a root cause and, and balance the body So I'm here to share that I had, again, no idea that I could feel this good. I feel amazing at night. I'm not irritable with my kids by 7 o'clock. I feel um, good when I wake up in the morning. Like I don't feel like I have to drag myself out of bed. A lot of my clients tell me that they used to rely on an alarm clock, and now they just automatically get up. I feel that I always just woke up, but now I'm up even a little bit earlier at 5, 5.30, and I'm excited to take on the day because I have that extra pep in my step, and I no longer have constipation. My my bowel movements are sinking, and that's like, woo, I celebrate. It's as silly as it sounds, because I know what that means. Your bowels are a report card of your health. Um, you know, again, I feel really, really good, and I didn't even know this is how you were supposed to feel. And I feel like that's what most women um, tell me, especially age 40 plus, perimenopause, menopause. And did you know that perimenopause can start up to 15 years before menopause? So if you're having symptoms and still getting your period, you know, this is the time to start rebalancing and understanding how hormones work, what fuels them, what foods to eat, how to maintain blood sugar balance and things like that to support your hormones. All right. Well, we are just about the at the end of this episode. On the next episode, I am going to introduce you to my partner, Michael. He's amazing. I'm super grateful for him. And God bless him because... He's been along for the ride of my protocol and me freaking out with my lab results and then you know taking all of these supplements and having to carry them around when we go on vacation and going back to the room to maybe take something before uh, you know a meal. And when we're at restaurants, I'm the girl who asks, uh, do you know if that salmon is wild caught or farm raised? And he's just awesome because he, he comes along for the ride and learns with me and I meet him where he's at he's had his own health challenges diverticulitis and uh, high cholesterol and things like that and i I really give him props because he has put the time into learning he's made some huge lifestyle changes especially being a uh an italian man who his mom made meatballs and pasta and all the things it wasn't an easy change for him so i'm gonna have him come on the next episode and talk to you all about his health journey and what it's like being in a relationship with me Um, that's going to be a really, really fun one. I hope you, you dial into that one. In the meantime, I would love to hear your healing stories, questions, your struggles and challenges, because it helps me to decide what else I'm going to talk about in future episodes. And when you share with me, it helps the whole community. It's more resources and support to other people that probably need the same things. I ask that you just go on and review this podcast. It will really help for people to be able to find me follow the podcast, reach out at any time at confidentlyloveyourself at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. And um, I'm really, really excited to continue our conversations together. I'm going to leave you with this. If you're thinking that something's off, you're probably right. And it's always better to test, not guess. So you can learn more about your own labs getting done and you can schedule with me if you want to have an exploratory session. We can talk about what's been going on. I'll put the link below the show. I look forward to connecting with you all. Sending you love today and every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Confidently Balancing Your Hormones. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and also hit follow at the top of this podcast. If you have a couple of minutes and you can leave a quick review, it will help other women in need find this podcast. You can find me on Instagram at confidently underscore love underscore yourself. I would love to stay connected and hear from you.